Welcome to Bible Prophecy Radio. In the news, what lies ahead in your future? Can we know about when Jesus will return? Will the earth be ruined or restored? Let's find out. Now here's your host, Albert Hardy. I want to talk to you today about something crucial, something very important, and that is the purpose of life. Why are we here in the first place? Are we really here as the pastors have taught us, that we are to go to heaven when we die. What does that mean? Where are we going? Exactly where? Up in heaven? You mean the stars and planets? Or you mean the clouds? Where the birds fly? And where is that in the Bible? Well, I'm here to say nowhere. I have looked from one end of the Bible to the other. There is nothing like that anywhere. Instead, here's what we do find. Exodus 19 and verse 5 says this, Now therefore, if you obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure above all people unto me, for the earth is mine, and you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak unto the children of Israel. He was talking to Moses way back there. Wow. A kingdom of priests and a holy nation? Where will we go from there to find out more? Well, there's a reference in my Bible that goes to 1 Peter 2, 5, and 9. They're at the other end of the Bible. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar or special people. And in the margin, it's got printed, people for God's own possession, that you should show forth the praises or excellencies in the margin of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were you were not a people, but now you are. You are the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy, unquote. Then Revelation 1, verse 6 and 7. And he has made us kings, or to be a kingdom, and priests, to be priests, unto God and his Father, that's Jesus' Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Behold, or look, he comes with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him. And all kindreds of the earth shall wail or mourn over him. He says in verse 8, Revelation 1, I, this is Jesus speaking, am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending, says the Lord, which is and was and which is to come, the Almighty. 
That's who Jesus is. Then over in chapter 5 and verse 10. Well, let's go up to uh, 9. And they sang a new song saying, You are worthy to take the book and to open the scroll uh, seals thereof. For you were slain and have redeemed us or them to purchase us to God by uh, the blood out of every nation, every kingdom, every kindred, every tongue, and every people. So there's a lot of uh, different things there. But verse 10 says, And it's made them, or us, unto our God, kings and priests, and they shall reign on the earth. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. I just heard a pastor last weekend say, when you get to heaven, dot, dot, dot. When you get to heaven. Where's that in the Bible? Nowhere. It's not in there. I'm sorry if that offends you. But you got to go by what it says, not by what men say it says. They shall reign where? On the earth. See Isaiah 61 and verse 6 I wrote in here. Isaiah 61, 6. Here's what it says. But you shall be named priests of the Lord. Men shall call you the ministers of our God. You shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory you shall boast yourselves, kings and priests. So you got it in the Old Testament, and you got it in the New Testament, and we shall reign on the earth. Now there's a couple of places I want to go to. All people shall know God. Jeremiah 31, verse 34. Jeremiah 31. Now, let's see. Isaiah, Ezekiel. No, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, or Lamentations, and Daniel. But in 31, 34, he says this. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor, saying, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me, from the least of them unto the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Wow. In the verse just above this, listen to what he says. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their inward parts and write it on their hearts or in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. In the same book of Jeremiah in chapter 24, starting in verse 6 and 7, we find this. For I will set my eyes upon them for good, 
And I will bring them again to this land, and I will build them up and not pull them down. And I will plant them and not pluck them up. And I will give a, them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God. For they shall return unto me with their whole heart. And that is exactly what we must and need to do, myself included. Turn back to God with my whole heart. Everybody knows John 3.16, probably by heart. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And they will never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand, or out of my Father's hand." Unquote. But how many out there have ever read John 3.13? And what do I mean by that? Well, listen to what it says. And no man has ascended up to heaven, except he that came down from heaven, the Son of Man. Wow. No man has gone to heaven. My parents aren't there. My grandparents aren't there. David isn't there. David, a man after God's own heart, isn't in heaven. No. Not according to um, Acts 2. In verse 29, let's go there a second. Acts 2.29 says this. Men and brethren, let me speak freely unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him, that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He, seeing this before, spoke of the resurrection of Christ, that his life was not left in the grave, neither did his flesh, flesh see corruption. But Jesus has God raised up, whereof we are all witnesses." For David is not ascended into the heavens, verse 34. David is not in heaven? Nope. Not according to this, Acts 3, or Acts 2, uh, verse 34. David is not ascended up to, or into the heavens, but he himself said, The Lord said unto my Lord, or to me, Sit on my right hand until I make your foes your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made that same Jesus, whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now he's talking to the Jews. In another place, God said he would raise up their king, David. Where is that found? Jeremiah 30 and verse 9. Let's see if that says that. Jeremiah 30 and verse 9 says this. 
Well, let's back up one to uh, verse 8. For it shall come to pass in that day. Now that means it's not right now. It's not the day of this writing or any other day except that day when God is back here. He's just not here now. You don't see him. He's invisible. You can't see him. Why? Because he's not here. For it shall come to pass in that day, says the Lord of hosts, that I will break his yoke from off your neck and will burst your bonds, and strangers shall no more serve themselves of him, that is, of Israel. Verse 9. But they shall serve the Lord their God and David their king, whom I will raise up unto them. This is hundreds of years, if not thousands of years, past David. And he says right here, and this is Old Testament stuff, that he would raise up David unto them and he would be their king. Did you ever notice that before? Wow. So it's all about the resurrection. It's not that David is dead and buried and gone forever. No, he's only gone until God chooses a time to raise him up. And that's the way it is with you and me too. Thank God we have a God who is powerful enough to raise the dead. You and me will probably die before the return of Christ. I heard today from the pulpit and from my compatriots who were around me that uh, Jesus could come back at any moment. In the blink of an eye, he could be here. I'm here to say, why is that true? Where is that in the Bible? That the return of Christ is imminent at any time. That all the prophecies that need to be fulfilled before the return of Christ have already been fulfilled. No. Not hardly. Where's the temple? How can the Antichrist set up an abomination of desolation in the temple when there is no temple? It hasn't happened yet, folks. Sorry. Wishful thinking got a hold of these people. And so did the media. For example, the Left Behind series. Now, I talked to Jerry Jenkins myself, in person, face-to-face, eyeball-to-eyeball. I shook his hand, and I said, I just have one question for you. Is the Left Behind series based on Scripture, or is it just fiction? He said, it's fiction. He was bluntly honest. He's the, he's the with writer. He's the one who wrote it. It may not be his idea, that was the other guy's idea. Uh, let's see, what was his name? Tim LaHaye, who I believe now is deceased. But I met him up in Orlando, um, Jerry Jenkins, and that's where, I mean, I just had to question that. And he was honest with me, and I'm glad. Now... People aren't going to leave their clothes behind and all the Christians are going to devastate the earth by leaving it behind and then the whole world gets nuked on fire or something like that. 
and never to rise up again and stuff like that. Well, the way it was, yeah, it'll never be like it was. And that's good. Thank God he's going to cleanse the earth of all its evils, of all the corruption. You know, it's amazing that America, a so-called Christian nation, is so very much filled with corrupt things, with conflicts of interest, one hand washing the other, only in secret so that it can't be disclosed. I mean, there's just a, a, a number of movies and books that you can actually watch. What the Health, for example. Not what the hell, what the health, H-E-A-L-T-H, what the health. I highly recommend that you watch that movie. Now, do I agree with everything on it? Well, you know, two of the ladies that are obese there said that uh, two weeks on a plant-based diet, and they were off all their medications, they threw away their wheelchair and their walker, and were able to walk around like people that didn't have an extra burden to carry. But really and truthfully, they're still heavy. They haven't gotten rid of the problem. Well, what is the problem? Is it all their fault? No, I'm here to say no, it's not all their fault. It's the fault of the people that actually create the food. Why is it that we know that cigarettes are addictive? Yes, cigarettes are addictive. Why? Because they put chemicals in the cigarettes to make them addictive. Well, so it is with the food industry. They all do that. I worked in that industry, um, and I didn't like what I saw, that's for sure. We used to poke cows, that is, we were cowpokes, cowboys. And uh, we drove cattle from one farm to the other and did things to them. I saw them saw off a, um, a cow's horn with a, a regular handsaw. No way to deaden that. That's part of the bone that sticks out of his head. And he's screaming and bawling and crying loud because it hurts. Well, that's not all we did. But we milked them. We, uh, we had Angus beefers and, you know, just lots of things went on that weren't really good. Well, what are you eating? You're eating growth hormones that have been injected into the flesh of these animals. You're also eating antibiotics, and a host of other chemicals. Do your research and find out what you're eating. Read your labels. If, there, if something requires a label that doesn't say organic on it, why would you eat it? Why would you want those chemicals in your body? Well, that's just one example. There are many examples. The pharmaceutical industry, the medical industry, and all these associations that uh, want you to donate money all the time, these things aren't 
the way God would have them. They're due to our own greed. And this is a Christian nation. We set the example for the world. Yeah, well, we export more porn than any other country on the planet. And this is a Christian nation. The eyes of the world don't quite see it that way. They don't quite believe it. If that's the way Christians are, then I don't want any part of them. And you hear that a lot. Even Gandhi said, I love their Christ, but I don't like their Christians. Well, why? Well, that's why. He sees all these conflicts of interest and hypocrisy. And that's what I hated most about Christianity when I was a kid. The hypocrisy that goes on. But God said that you shall seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Jeremiah 29:13. He also said that all the gods, little g gods, that is, that did not create the heavens and the earth shall perish. He said the purpose of life was that he might bring many sons unto glory. Hebrews 2.10 All the gods that did not create the heavens and the earth shall perish from off the earth and under these heavens. Jeremiah 10.11 Do you have any idea what John or, um, I'm sorry, Luke 16, 16 says. Let's just take a look. Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke 16, and verse 16. I think you'll find this interesting and maybe puzzling. 16, 16 says, The law and the prophets were until John. In other words, were all they had until John the Baptist came along. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached, and every man presses into it. I hope you caught that. Every man presses into the kingdom of God, a nation, a kingdom of priests kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. That's the purpose of life, my friends. I can imagine going to heaven when I die and having nothing to do. And after looking around for about 15 minutes, I would be bored wanting something to do. Ask your pastor what he thinks the purpose of heaven is, and you'll get all kinds of different answers from from various different pastors. But going to heaven is included in part of them all. But instead, we find that the Bible says we'd be reigning on the earth. Wow. There are several things about the church that bother me. Several things. They say the purpose of life is to go to heaven when you die. Or that Charlie, who died, is in heaven now, enjoying being in Christ's presence and um, enjoying his mansion and all this. No, no, no. It's not in the Bible. Nothing like that is in there. 
period. All men press into the kingdom. Luke 16, 16. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to God except through Jesus. John 14, 6. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. John 14, verse 2. He said, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That's the very next verse, John 14, 3. We know David is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us to this day. But in the future, God will raise up their king. Now, kings, what do they do? Well, they reign in a kingdom. A kingdom is a king ruling over subjects who live on territory governed and controlled by the king and giving them what they need. That's what a king does. Now, to me, that would be a great joy and fun. It's not that I want to eat all day long and get fat. No, I don't want to do any of that. I want to take care of people. I want to love them and give them the things they need, starting with an education, teach them how to live, how to grow their own food, how to be happy during the day and sing all the way through it because they're so happy and in love with life. Doesn't that sound good to you? It sure does to me. Have something interesting and fun to do like that. So what did Jesus himself say about that? Well, what about the parable of the talents? Where's that found? And I want to end with this. This is uh, found in Matthew 25. For the kingdom of heaven, starting in verse 14, is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, and to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he, which had received the five talents, went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise he that received two had also gained two more. But he that had received the one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and reckoned with them. So he that had received five talents came and brought the other five talents with him, saying, Lord, you delivered unto me five talents, and look, I have gained beside them five more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Also he that had received the two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered unto me two talents. Look, I have gained two more beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter you into the joy of your Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew that you were a hard man, a difficult man, in other words, reaping where you did not sow 
and gathering where you had not strawed or scattered. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the earth. See, here it is. You have what is yours. His Lord answered and said unto him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I didn't sow, and I gather where I did not sow. You ought therefore to have put my money to the bankers, and at my coming I should have received my own with interest. Take therefore the talent away from him, and give it to him which has ten talents. For unto every one that has shall be given, and he that shall have abundance. But from him that doesn't have shall be taken away even that which he had. And cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Outer darkness, you mean dead, seems to me. Luke 19 um, is just about the same. It's a kind of a parallel account of a certain nobleman that went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom. But in this case, here's what he says to the ones who received the pounds or the talents. Well, let's see. The second one came and said, Lord, your pound has gained five pounds. And he said likewise unto him, You be also over five cities. See, the one that had ten was now over or had authority over ten cities. See, we are to be kings and priests, having authority over the cities, that is, the ability to give them riches and honor and wealth and education and every other needed thing that the people have. That's what kings do. And priests, what do they do? Well, they heal people. They take care of their needs um, spiritually. And so... That's what we'll do during the week. The way I see it, during the week, we will rule over them. That is, take care of them. When you rule out, you measure out gifts to the people. That's what rulership does. It gives people what they need. And during the weekends... People come to you to get healed and to get ministered unto, to get fixed, to fix a broken arm or get rid of a fever or a headache or something like that. And uh, also teach spiritual matters. I mean, what could be more joyous, more fun than that? Just resting around, laying around in your cloud all day long, forever and ever, or having a worship service go on forever? Sorry, not anywhere in the Bible. Study your Bible and believe what you see. In helping do that Bible study, just go to my website, itellwhy.com. I don't have a thing to sell. Don't worry. Don't get panicky that you're going to have have to send me your email. You can email me if you want to, but I am, I don't have time to answer a lot of emails. So if you have a question, I'll be glad to help you with it. Otherwise, you will not hear from me. But my email address is Jesus, J-E-S-U-S, is Y. That is I-S-W-H-Y. Jesus is Y 
at gmail.com. So you've got the website, itellwhy.com, or even jesusiswhy, or lambstv.com. They all take you to the same place. And there's just nothing there but Bible studies. I've got books. My eight books are there. And it's about the restoration of planet Earth. It's about the rebuilding of planet Earth. It's about the kingdom of God. It's about heaven and hell, which we'll leave for another time. But this is Albert Hardy. I urge you to go to the website, itellwhy.com. Till next time, have a great life. Keep studying and believing what you see in your own Bible, not what people, including me, tell you the Bible says. Find out for yourself. Read it. It's great. Have a great life. A great time. I'll see you next week. God willing.